episode eight with your hosts Chance Watson and Taylor Wells. Wells, you actually just came back from tweeting at an Arizona game. Yeah, it was fucking embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> I kicked one trash can while I was there. Um, yeah, I was surrounded by a ton of fat old Canadians <laughs> cheering for a team. And surprisingly, Canadians, like, a lot of people don't know this. Canadians actually have no idea what's going on with hockey. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> contrary to popular popular belief, um, they were all fucking dumb. We just, how do we, I don't think we have any Canadian listeners at this point. I don't care. Even if we <laughs> did, I would, I, you know what, if, if our... If our entire fan base was all fat Canadians who had no idea about hockey, I would still say what I'm about to say. They're all fucking dumb, dude. They have no idea. I got a I got a dude with there that's there with his you know first date, and they knew more hockey than these fucking old pricks. And I loved every second of it. <laughs> I mean, I mean. The game didn't necessarily go the way of the home team, but look, it didn't have to. It did. <laughs> I was still yelling, you know. Uh, coyotes do something pretty cool, though. They, uh, you know, if the team scores one goal, it doesn't even doesn't even matter. It could be twenty to zero, and the Coyotes bury one. It's twenty to one. <laughs> Participating Taco Bells give you three crunchy tacos the next day, so. The chant at the end of the game. One goal? One goal. That's all it takes. You get three They only have tacos. to score one goal? Dude, they could get waxed every <laughs> game of the year. As long as they score a goal in the third period, I'm going to be fed. And I'm going to be fat and happy, dude. How is every Taco Bell okay with this? I don't... Well, it's... Let's select Taco Bells. I actually don't even know which one's support this i don't think any of them actually do i think it's a hoax and it, they just walk out and it says taco <laughs> to horn it's just some dude's fucking nasty meat he's had in the back of his fridge for like three it's weeks a, it's a it's a taco truck that is never in the same place twice oh it's pronounced taco bell <laughs> if we didn't oh you thought it was taco bell i know we get that a lot yeah, wait. <laughs> this is actually common rat mis- meat. Common misconception. But yeah, well, actually- uh, one of my favorite moments. Um, there, there was a very blatant, just abs, almost murderous play where this Calgary player tripped over his own fucking skates and. The entire section around me proceeded to yell penalty at the top of their lungs. Does does this player's name rhyme with Keelan Lukchik? No, but they also didn't like my jokes about me attending the Milan Lucic power skating course. <laughs> they didn't like those jokes. Uh, and rightfully oh. so, because he is an absolutely elegant skater. Oh, yes. Just... <laughs> Graceful is what yes. he is. He's a baby deer in the woods. Mm-hmm. Just frolicking. Uh, yeah. Frolicking, not fresh out of the womb, can barely stand. 
No, definitely not that. No. Uh, yeah, we, so I went with, I went with, uh, my fiance's brother and we had a hell of a time making fun of all of the Calgary natives who had no fucking idea what hockey is. Um, we had a good time though, you know, five, two, and we got taco. Well, we're going to get tacos tomorrow and you know, it was totally worth the 20 bucks for tickets. Right. Thank you. Thank you, Arizona Coyotes. Fuck, 20 bucks for tickets. The Spokane <sighs> Chiefs tried to charge that shit up here. Dude, we had, like, we were, yes, we were upper level, but mm. we were, like, center ice, uh, I mean, row C, you know, we could still, like, we would get a waft of, like, the players' gear they haven't washed nice. every once in a while. Oh, nice. it was amazing. Smell, smell Kessel's hot dogs? Um... That, you know, I, I did, we were talking about it earlier. I did have a couple really good, you know, comebacks and, and some things that I yelled as a uh, belligerently drunk Coyotes fan. And I did tell Kessel to go eat his fucking hot dogs because it, it was fucking embarrassing. It was fucking embarrassing. <laughs> it was fucking embarrassing. And the guy behind me kept, every time Kessel would get on the ice for the first period, he go, fuck you, Kessel. <laughs> and i'm like jesus dude christ <laughs> sake so then you know me i'm a fucking asshole so like whatever player he would say just made a good play out you know not really under my breath but like kind of mm. fuck you johnny <laughs> <laughs> fucking monahan he's a prick <laughs> oh it just sounds like it was all embarrassing uh, it was really fucking embarrassing but keller had an assist so i was okay there you go. Okay. Well, Wells, you know what's also really embarrassing? Uh, does it have to do with our 30-second hockey team? Kind of. Or does it have to do with rollover? Yes, it does It does have to do with rollover. Because okay. if you don't reject it, you're an idiot. Well. Because betcommish.ag always, always rejects rollover. Bet with the commish. Commish offers 20% free play on deposits with zero rollover because rollover is a scam. It's a fucking penalty. I went more nefarious with that one. I, I usually yell it, but it's this time he's like, no, no, in all, all seriousness, it's a scam. Yeah. I mean, you were like you said it in a well-worded email. Yeah. That it's a scam. Exactly. Like, it's it's a, it's a scam. Like, it's a nefarious plot. Hello, Mr. Manager. My name is Susan. And I just want you to know that your rollover is a scam. Yeah. <laughs> and I will not be shopping at your rollover market again. Writes it. Writes in. Writes in. A, I think that's how Kamish signs all of his cards. Susan? For the holidays. No, not Susan. Just okay. like, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. <laughs> Rollover's a scam. P.S. Yeah. <laughs> Don't forget. <laughs> P.S. Promo code fisting. Uh, promo code fisting. Um, yeah. Well, that's, you know, I actually had a very close relative of mine ask for a rollover for Christmas, and I punched him right in their fucking face. Just right in the fucking nose. Yeah, I mean, right it's, in the kisser. Like, I don't even think. You can be family at that point. Uh, no, I actually took. I actually, after I punched them in their face, they're knocked out, right? Dragged them to the courthouse and had them change their last name. 
<laughs> they're just, they're just like, their last name is now rollover. Ted, <laughs> actually, Taylor, Taylor, and then you, and now you reject rollover. Now I can, now I can literally at family gatherings reject rollover. Yes, <laughs> he gets no beer. Oh, so to play to play some good action and uh, to never be scammed by rollover. Uh, text betcommiss.ag 951-878-9411 or hit him up on Twitter at betcommiss. Um, guy will place your action. Any sport, it's all there. Um, anything you want to bet on, anything you want to make money on, the guy's the guy's good for it. He pays out on time. And uh, and he's not going to scam you with rollover, which uh, I have been, a have been a, like I've mentioned before, I've been a victim of rollover in the past. And uh, it it is a scam. It's, uh, it's true. It's truly a scam. Uh, I felt victimized, and I feel like uh, I feel like uh, rollover should be fired because of it. Yeah. Uh, I... He should be relieved of his duties because I felt I felt uh, I felt uncomfortable. Well, luckily for you, mm-hmm. uh, Gary Bettman does have a plan, Chance, for you. Oh. Uh, Thank we'll you. get Please to it here in a little me. bit, but there is a light at the end of the tunnel, so you're well, not alone in this. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. We'll we'll get to it here in a second. But yeah. thank you. Uh, but a things. little bit on Bet Commish. Yes, guys, a beauty. We've had a lot of people reaching out to us. Uh, you know, getting his information. Uh, you know, trying to get a feel on on you know how he runs his business and things like that. And uh, we we haven't had any issues. Like we we wouldn't we wouldn't support somebody, and we wouldn't you know feel comfortable with uh, you know putting out our own sponsorship and being sponsored by someone that we didn't trust. So uh, if you want to get into sport betting, especially uh, hockey betting, this guy is the shit. This is the only person that you should be doing it with. Uh, Betcommish.ag, and uh, yeah, you know get get with him. I'll say if we were trying to scam you, I mean, we would just we, a we'd do it ourselves, and b we'd just be up front like, hey, this is this is our Venmo. Uh, send us twenty bucks, and um, I don't know. Thanks. Yeah, I mean, at that point with the Dusty Bender podcast, so if we were to be bookies, um, you would be betting on us actually placing your bets. Yes. So you know that's something you don't have to worry about with Bet Commission. Dusty Bender podcast as a bookie is just not suggested for uh, PG fun. No. So. Uh, while while we do though, we do uh, we do would like to we would like to uh, investigate uh, the possibility of betting on the podcast. Um, I don't know if I don't know if Bet Commission has the power to do that, but um, uh, what make up make up some sort of uh, wager of some kind that involves our podcast, like how many times we say some shit or something, and. Uh, throw out a line we could we could do that obviously unofficial like we couldn't bet on it obviously but sounds like a fucking hoax to me (laughs) fucking embarrassing it's fucking embarrassing (laughs) all right bet with the commission what we got next uh moving on uh let's talk about seattle here for a second um we actually had another uh recent incident with a lost episode because my internet went out uh we (sighs) went on really nice long rant about seattle and uh might we might calm it a bit because they so we're talking about the one-year anniversary and how they were talking about how they were going to announce the name and the colors and shit 
in quarter one, which, fuck you. Like, just fucking, just fucking release it, alright? Like, what are you doing? You're not, it's, it's just fucking nothing. There, there's literally nothing happening over there. No one's working. The staff is incompetent. There's, it's just Ron Francis and Todd Lewicki hanging out in Key Arena doing all the work along with that analytics, that poor analytics girl. She didn't know what she was getting herself into. No. She thought she was going to be playing with graphs. Yeah. And they're and, like, hey, here's the sledgehammer. I need you to remove the seats in section 301. <laughs> can I can I put you on the schedule of uh, this is done by tomorrow? Yeah, <laughs> She's like, exactly. No, get me the fuck out of here. Oh, fuck. Okay, yeah. So anyway, but uh, so... Uh, adding up to that, uh, news that re- was released today, uh, this is you know, recorded on December 10th, um, it was announced by uh, management, uh, Seattle, they will be announcing the logo, colors, and team name by February or March, which is a bit more specific, we ap- appreciate that a little bit, it's still not the original, it's still not the original deadline when they told us, they told us they were going to announce it at or around the all-star break um which as as many hockey fans know is usually the last weekend in january um so i mean i suppose it's still on track uh roughly it's still later than what they initially promised us which is still bullshit but at least we're not waiting till june so that's fine i guess on a scale of Zero percent to a hundred percent. Maybe that's not. Mm. Maybe that is a scale. Is that a scale? Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How many employees at NHL Seattle do you think know if they even have anything in the fucking works? In the works, probably like, probably like fifty percent. But Ugh. I mean, but in the works, like, what you know? Is that does that does that count? Like, we've We've, like, hey, what do you think the team name should be? Like, does that count? Or did they, like, actually draw up some, like, spreadsheets and graphs and shit? Like, buckwheat and accounting is not, like, <laughs> buckwheat and accounting knows that they have narrowed it down to three fucking things. Oh, no. I think, I think, no, I don't even think, I don't even think Ron Francis knows that. He's asking fucking other people. He's asking buckwheat. He's like, hey, what do you think of this? Hey, uh, he turns his name card. Mr. <laughs> buckwheat? Uh, ooh. The guy's like, yeah, what what accounting can I run for you? Or whatever accountants say. Right. What, what numbers can I run for you? That's accounting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Ron just says, uh, uh, nothing really. Just, you got any names? And this <laughs> guy's like, should be. this guy's like, yeah, how about the Seattle, uh, Einstein's <laughs> and Ron Francis is like, well, you're fired, but no, right. not what it's going to be. Right. Well, we're going to take you out of this department, even though I didn't hire you for marketing at all. Um, in fact, I don't, I don't think we hired a marketing department. Um, I know we hired that one girl, but apparently all she knows how to do is like count pucks and whatnot. And that's not really helpful considering we don't have a team right now. So we hired a puck counter. That's like the last position that you hire she she handles like corsi and like actual on ice statistics but uh he forgot that they don't they're not gonna have an actual team to put on the ice for like another year <laughs> so 
So they just keep her on the payroll and have her do like the odd job here and there. So she so she actually just sits at the office and really all she does is when Ron Francis walks by, he just asks her, uh, what's our Corsi rating right now? And she's like, it's zero. <laughs> it's t- Ron, it's still zero. Ron, it's going to be zero until <laughs> I have some fucking numbers. <laughs> He's like, okay, yeah, think about the team name. Bye. Right. Oh, no, that reminds him. He's like, oh, shit, players, right. <laughs> oh, shit. Right, shit, we haven't... Fuck, we've been so worried about what the team name's gonna be, we forgot about... We gotta get players. <laughs> I've been so worried about the fucking Corsi number that I shows up about the he team show, name. He's so confused. He shows up at the first draft. He's like, uh, with the first pick, we'd like to uh, select the Seattle Kraken. <laughs> and everybody's like, what? Dude, you said three months ago what the team name was gonna be. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, but we, we thought about it again. <laughs> and he, well, but like he does that whole thing where he says it, and then he's just got that shit eating, like weird <laughs> smile on his face. Like, are you yeah, guys gonna clap to Jim or out, like at the hot dog stand? I was talking to Jim at the hot dog stand on the way in. He he really thinks Kraken's the way to go. Yeah, Jimbo. He's just like trying to explain it to all these GMs that are just wait- fucking Iserman stands up. For fuck's sakes, pick someone! <laughs> I need I need to pick Alex Lafreniere, please. He was Before drafted the last red... year, dude. I I've been wait I've been waiting to get Justin Ablocator and ten other players off my roster for over a year now. Please shut the fuck up and get off the stage. Just pick Jonathan Erickson and let's get over <laughs> it. I will I will give you Jonathan Erickson. If you get off the stage. No deal. No. He just just filibusters. He just filibusters. He just keeps talking. Back in 1934, Jonathan Erickson's grandfather (laughs) birthed another terrible hockey player. Oh, fuck. He's so bad. John Erickson. They just, they move Ablocator and Erickson to like, jersey carrier like they're like they're tasked with jointly holding lafreniere's jersey as they bring it out to him <laughs> they they actually just stop like trying to send one of them down that it's just justin erickson <laughs> or jonathan Ablegator. they they're still like, fuck it up Ablegator like trips over the stage <laughs> it's like eiserman just shakes his head 5.7 mil everyone Doing the Lord's work. Doing the Lord's work. Oh, fuck. Okay, yeah. Um, No, but it's... Yeah, he comes... It, Francis just totally... It's... So, hopefully... It's a crap shit, hope, dude. Yeah, hopefully they're doing something over there. I mean, we're... We're, we're basically... I mean, there's we're no closer to knowing. I think we have a general idea of what the colors are. Um, So that's not gonna... And see, and what the worst part of it is, is they're gonna fucking... They, they were very specific about that. Logo colors name so we're not gonna get a fucking jersey probably for like another year after that yeah i think like the only benefit that we have is that people are very bored at home yeah and we'll make us up some mock-ups once we have colors and a fucking logo and a team name we'll at least have some mock-ups but work on it for sure but i mean so the thing that drove me fucking nuts was when remember when Vegas so Vegas had their first draft, but they refused to release their jersey. So when they were drafting, 
every one of their draft players had that generic black and white NHL jersey to wear. I fucking hate that so much. Can I tell you my, like, you know what I think that is? Gary Bettman thinking that's that's his jersey, and they're like, yes. Yeah. Someone's wearing my jersey now. Yeah, I honestly do. I think it's <laughs> I think it's a fucking Batman <laughs> tiny dick move. Like oh. you like this is our last chance to like support the NHL and not just a fucking team. And his little dick he starts f- like flicking his little dick around. You can wear you can wear whatever team you want on the front, uh. but always know that you play for the NHL. Hey, everybody. <laughs> yeah, boomy. Good. Good. Give in to your head. <laughs> you don't know the power of the dark side. Just wait until New Vegas drafts. <laughs> you will see the dark side. <laughs> You when, <laughs> and Vegas comes out and they they hand the fucking NHL jersey over and they pan to Bettman and he's ha 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 <laughs> he comes out comes out he go he go um uh, he go he goes um you've heard that only Sith steal in absolutes well we're going to have the Chicago Blackhawks in every Winter Classic for the next fifty years. <laughs> I can't even get through my entire evil laugh without fucking laughing. And then laughing. Joe Quinville yells, that's an outrage. <laughs> They're all racist. Right. And then, then Batman just completely, he just gets into it. He's just saying shit that doesn't make any sense, make any sense anymore. I am the Senate. And you're like, all right. Okay. <laughs> Gary. Oh, I don't know Gary. what we're talking about anymore, Gary, but I think, think you need to go home and watch The Mandalorian or something. I think you need to go home and lay on Spongebob's floor. <laughs> oh, fuck. Okay, so uh, speaking of Gary Bettman, we'll, we'll kind of shuffle, because this is all just one big massive topic. Um, Gary Bettman came out today, and basically, uh, he, do- he Gary Bettman does what Gary Bettman does, and came out and caved to PR pressure that the NHL has to do some sort of token effort to make sure that players that got their feelings hurt uh, have some way to uh, air their grievances, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, in all reality, it means nothing. He all the, the only actual action that he created was apparently there's a helpline now, an anonymous helpline, that players can call that they can report when their coach is being mean to them. Mm-hmm. Um other than that, they basically just said that teams are on notice for not doing that, which which means absolutely nothing. Um, it's not an action. It's not like it's not like the NHL is going to hire people to supervise, you know, attitudes of coaches or anything like that. It, it it's literally just something he has to say to calm you know the PC people out there that think that this is such a hor- just a horrendous, awful thing and. Uh, hockey players and the coaches and everybody involved were all backward heathen savages that are okay with you know violence and and uh 
beating beating each other and abuse and blah 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 blah. So it was all it was all real nice and handshakes and smiles. At the end of the day, it doesn't really do anything. Um, I guess all it did was appease what's his face who got Bill Peters fired. Uh, yeah, that guy that should be the next McDavid. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes, because yeah. he. He was actually going to be the next Wayne Gretzky. In mm-hmm. fact, yeah, probably probably beat his records, but um, because of racism, uh, he he just didn't get a fair shake. So uh, hopefully, not only has the NHL apologized, um, they are also going to make him uh, vice commissioner and give him an honorary roster spot on any team that he selects. Good for him. And and if he doesn't, and the NHL would like to remind you that uh, when he does get that roster spot, and he and he inevitably does not do well and score goals, uh, if you bring it up, you are a racist. Yes. Um, but he can call the hotline. Yes. So, which is also manned by uh, what's his name, Ali? It's like a Neil, a, a Kale. It's Akeel. Akeel? Akeel? Akeel McDavid, I, I think. Akeel McDavid, yeah. Mm-hmm. Akeel, Akeel Gretzky McDavid, that's what it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, from our understanding, I mean, obviously they didn't make the hotline public. You know, they don't want every just any Joe Blow calling, right? You know, they, they specifically want it for players who had their feelings hurt and they're feeling a little bit down in the dumps. It is uh, somehow we were actually able to get it on the Dusty Bender podcast. It is one eight hundred P U K S L U T. Um, you know, don't say that you heard it from us, but if your feelings are hurt and you need some loving, call Gary Bettman and Akil Gretzky. McDavid, and they will make Kiel it all Gretzky, better. McDavid, he will he will answer the phone, and he will find a way to uh, get your coach fired. Yeah, I mean, if that's if that <laughs> if that's the route you want to go, um, mm-hmm. Jamie Ben. Uh, this is okay. Let, let's let's be serious about this. <laughs> this is only a matter of time until this spreads to players too. There is this is only a matter of time until a you know some poor you know, kid that didn't get a fair shake in the NHL said, you know, his rookie year he was picked on and then now players are under the spotlight and the entire of culture of hockey is ripped up because people who don't even play the sport don't understand the game. Well, I would just like to go on radio record and say Matt Nieto of the Colorado Avalanche Scored four goals in a game against me, and it really made me feel bad. <laughs> and that is the exact reason that game is why I'm not in the NHL. Okay, so it's funny you bring this up. So um, when I was playing my second year of Pee Wee Rep Hockey, um, Kyler Yamamoto was playing against us as a squirt uh, with the Inland Empire Warhorses. And uh, his team, even though it was a non-checking game, uh, they beat us 10-1. to 1. And uh, Kyler was a, a bit showboaty, and he made me feel mm. insecure. 
And even though I played uh, for like, you know, 12 more years after that, uh, I think it was that game in particular, that underlying that underlying depression that he gave me from that game uh, to where I, I, I didn't succeed. So uh, not only do I deserve a shot at an NHL roster, but uh, uh, Kyler Yamamoto should be terminated immediately. Chance, the last thing I'll say on this um, to all the coaches fired and to all the players that are in the foreseeable future going to be canned because they uh, grab too much ass in the showers, uh, (laughs) 1-800-785-7588, okay? I think we just just got our title for the episode. (laughs) Uh, that is one eight hundred puck the pro- slut. The, that <laughs> of the promo code for uh, for Pet Commish. Pet Commish is like this is not this is not the one. This is not. If anybody I've... faxes, if anybody faxes me anything at one eight hundred puck slut, I am not going to give them. I am going to force rollover on them. Uh, he is going to walk them down to the courthouse and also <laughs> change their last name to rollover. So don't fax 1-800-PUCK-SLUT. Oh, fuck. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, um, this is a fucking joke. It's, this, it, I mean, it's getting to – and we knew this was going to happen. This is yep. – you've got, you've got yep. assholes like Greg Wyshynski. I, I don't care. I, it's, we used to say like an ESPN guy, but he's the one leading the fucking charge on this or at least being very vocal about it. He sucks. Um, the guy needs – he just – he's never played hockey before. He doesn't understand. He's written about hockey. He's a journalism major. I get it. I'm in the same industry, but it's he's doing it to just get clicks and rile people up. He doesn't know anything about the game. Like, shut up. Greg, 1-800. Talk to Akeem, and uh, he gets on there. He's like, why is anybody okay with getting punched and kicked? And it's like, dude, you just don't get it <laughs> i don't understand i thought punching and kicking was for soccer he's he's like he's so upset that these players are getting like nudged or punched or kicked you know like like harmlessly on the bench but then he's totally fine with them getting on the ice and then literally concussing each other with all of their body weight uh you're, he's just uh it's unreal people People who don't understand hockey shouldn't talk about hockey. That's just, I, I mean, I, I know that that's kind of weird to say, but it works for, like, we're not sitting here doing a football podcast. I don't understand fucking football. I don't understand basketball. I don't understand baseball. I don't understand the culture. I don't understand how the players think. I, I mean, we, we rag on it because that's, you know, comparative to hockey. On the surface, that's how it is. But I don't know the culture of the fucking baseball, you know? It's... I, fucking it's just not our thing that's why we have a hockey podcast we've been playing it our entire lives let me ask you this how how many full football games have you watched in person or tv Mm. you know for you i'll go both my entire life probably i would say it's probably 50 okay so you know so that's So that's super, you know, that's Super Bowls. Yeah. Um, 
I've been to a few games in person, like high school stuff, like for my my nephew. Um, I, I would say it's probably fit, maybe maybe closer to a hundred if I'm being real honest about it. Sounds but, a lot. That was a lot more than I thought you were gonna say. And now my I, point is mute. Well, I mean, if we're if we're comparing, if we're throwing in, like, if we're talking just NFL football games, it's definitely probably less than forty. Okay. It's 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 Super Bowls for like the last you know 15 10 years and boy that's really it honestly that's fair and in those games i don't even watch fully i don't even watch those fully like nobody ever like who who has ever watched the super bowl beginning to end no break so you want to hear a pretty funny stat and this is i mean yes this is kind of a hate against football um do you know how many minutes in a game they average of actual playtime? Oh, it's it's something hilariously low. The last number I heard was seven and a half minutes. Which is just, I mean, and the amount of play. Like, it's, it's 10 to 15 seconds of actual competitiveness and then we got to and then they take a 10 minute break we've got to we've got to listen to ads and then we've got to have people draw on the screen to tell us what just happened and we got to see janet jackson's boob we got to see janet jackson's boob i mean i think that that's part of the nfl rule we've we've kind of gone over this like the nfl has more or less just accepted that they don't care about (laughs) the sport being fun anymore they care about making money yeah like uh, nowadays i mean yes i've tried to watch like if you watch a fo- like I'm in a bar and a football game's on, it's correct me if I'm wrong here, but it's more ads than it is actual game now. I I I don't have the numbers on me, but I wouldn't be surprised. Like it's it's from from first going on the air to the very end where there's nothing else to to you're moving on to the next program. I would guarantee you that you are seeing more advertising than you are actual football being played yeah and i mean not to rag on the nfl but the game i've probably watched the most football of was 49ers and seahawks in the playoffs when we were in college Mm -hmm. and if we're going off the seven and a half minute number i probably watched four minutes of that game yeah that is impressive. So yeah, and 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 I think you're being I mean you're being generous because when you say I watched this game, like, are you including just when the cameras are on, like, on the field, or are you are you only talking about the actual playtime? Like, I'm talking from- about playtime. So I mean, I probably you know I probably saw Pete Carroll pick his nose, and I probably saw you know some other players like squirt water at each other's butts you know what i mean right but none of that counts and that's and right so and if you throw that bullshit into the advertisements then you're definitely seeing more dead air or ads than you are actual football being played yeah and i mean yeah and i it's it's crazy and i and i like football like i actually enjoy going to the games and things like that but i think with football you just you realize that you're going for the entertainment. Like, you're going for the halftime and the cheerleaders and the beer and the, the people that are there. Like, you know, it's I It's an experience. You know, we, you're not, we, we go to the you're not necessarily game going there to be entertained by the, by the game. Exactly. You know, and it's just... And that's, that's probably just us being biased on hockey, right? It just... 
you know, we can tell no, everybody not, all the not numbers necessarily. and shit. But... Because while I have my own, while I have my own uh, critiques of basketball, one of the things I granted is that the 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 flow of play. I've never watched an entire basketball game from start to not, finish. Not I, don't even know. I don't even know. I actually I don't even know half the rules. There's guys at work that literally talk to me about basketball, and I say, "Was LeBron James in the game?" And they say, "No." And I say, "Yeah, it wasn't important then." Oh yeah, probably. I mean, <laughs> is Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant still playing? No. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, tuned out before you started talking. It but. doesn't. It doesn't help that basketball has basically also accepted that fact of like they're they're pretty much okay with. If you've got enough money, chances are you can buy yourself a championship. That's true. And and Whereas, I think even basketball fans hate that, though. I mean, yeah, I, I think it depends on which basketball fan you're talking to. If you're if you're a true. fan of one of the teams that have money, then I think you're pretty okay with it. But true. Um, basketball's down, down that route. Football's essentially there. I think there's a little more parity than f- basketball in football, but... Um, yeah, that's uh, it's close. And then baseball's the worst. Baseball I don't just even, paid. Baseball, baseball just had the could, highest paid pitcher of all time tonight. Baseball, you could just you could basically just get rid of half half the teams because you know, like from day one, they will not win. Right. Like it's and not to mention you've got to they've got to lose like a hundred games. So. So, let me look this up. But Garrett Cole. Just went to the Yankees. It is a record deal for pitchers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, all I need to type in is Garrett Cole, and I'm just going to find out exactly what his contract was. $324 million. Fuck that. I guarantee you he is not in any better shape or athlete, or is a better athlete overall than even a fourth-line guy in the NHL. Look, I mean, you're probably right. Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to say that I would go out on a limb and say Justin Ablocator is a better overall athlete. Like, could they, could, could, what's his face throw a faster pitch? Yes, totally. But if they competed in a foot race, if they competed in, you know, basketball, football, uh, if they, if they can, if they did a multi thing where it was just a general weighing of athleticism, I'm going to give it to the hockey player every time. Yeah, uh, it, and I I agree. I mean, there's there's definitely there's just some different things with baseball, especially. But um, you know, pitchers pitchers are important. But that is thirty six million dollars a year. Yeah, I I'm not even I don't even. What what are you gonna do with that money? It could be a whole podcast where I could just rag on baseball. Like it's it, it, as much as we were talking bad about basketball and football, I would I will watch back to back football and basketball games than before I even try to sit through a baseball game. And I'm the opposite because baseball puts me to sleep, and I need a good nap sometimes. <laughs> so I appreciate a good baseball game that oh, really so lullabies so me. I, I can't even. I, I can't even start. Okay, uh, we got we got we still got shit to talk about. So, um, uh, getting through the the PC bullshit, um, we've got a lot of coaches news. Um, New Jersey for so first off uh, from the last episode we talked about this, but uh, what is his name? Pete Hines, mm-hmm. Jeff Hines. Oh, John Hines. John Hines, the New Jersey coach. Uh, he was let go. Uh, kind of weird timing on it. It was like right before a game. 
uh, game with Vegas, I believe. Um, he was replaced with an interim coach. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Um, uh, oh, I, I messaged don't... it to you. I'll tell you, you what his name was. You did message it to me. His name was Elaine Nazreddin. Okay, so Elaine Nazreddin's behind is now the bench boss in New Jersey. Um, is this gonna fix the problems in New Jersey? No. Uh, I, I, it's as much as all this bullshit's going on. I don't, I don't think uh, Hines was uh, abusing his players. I, I genuinely think, genuinely think he was fired because the Devils are shit right now. Um, and and I think leadership doesn't want them to be shit. Whereas you know, say the Red Wings, I think Eiserman is keeping Jeff Blashill around because he knows that he's horrible and wants the Red Wings to lose twelve games in a row. I think they just couldn't dig anything up on John Hines. You know, there's yeah. a lot of teams now. I mean, you know, Dallas coach just got canned. Uh, uh, Mark Crawford from the fucking uh, Blackhawks we'll talk about in a second. Players uh, came up to defend him, though. Huh? Players came up to defend him. Well, because fucking... Okay, we'll get to it in a second. Because the guy... Okay. The, fuck the guy that called him out anyways um but yeah i think john hines i mean just in general and where we're like where we're at with this whole coaches getting fired thing uh teams looking for you know him uh you know squirting a water bottle in somebody's bad eye for god's sakes or whatever the fuck happened they just couldn't find it and so they're like well i guess we'll just do it the old school way and just fire him and so I mean, rightfully so, though. John Hines was uh, – so his w- win-loss record was .487. That's just terrible. Um, you know, he had over 300 games to make sh- – 354 games, to be exact, uh, that he, you know, had a chance to, you know, take some of these players and even be competitive, right? And yeah, because I don't think – I don't think expectations in New Jersey were – overwhelmingly high i think they were hopeful that maybe they might be a playoff bubble team um maybe even a a low a low seated playoff team i think if i was the gm probably Mm -hmm. and and you can see that based upon the offseason moves you know like moving in pk suban um trying to shore up the defense a little bit uh you know you move in move in that that russian whiz kid uh gusev Gusev. yeah i mean they made they made some interesting moves to try to get that right it's it was an interesting unique mix that i don't necessarily know was the right one but i mean it was the effort was there to try to get it um and i think they were just hoping for a little bit more i don't think i don't think they're trying to do what the red wings are trying to do which is tank right i think so i think with with john hines it was just his coaching style with the players that they brought in just didn't mesh. I think I think that's more what it is with the Devils. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, is the interim coach doing anything with the players that they have? And the reason that they fired Hines? No. But you know, I mean, I think it's just... no. This isn't this isn't a Craig Berube situation where New Jersey just turns it around starting right now. Yeah, and they they start becoming a team, and then they rush to the Stanley Cup like this. Right. That's not going to happen. That was a very rare circumstance with the Blues. Um, th- this team is, you know, it's it's if everything if everything comes together, this team is a bubble team, maybe. Right. And um, I I think honestly, the 
what what management wanted from this team in all reality probably wasn't even based really on playoffs or playoff success, but more along the lines of make Hall happy. Mm-hmm. Convince Taylor Hall to stay in New Jersey. Give him give him some sort of hope that this team is on the up and up and not in the middle of a rebuild, and maybe he might stay. And I think with the firing of the coach, I think that they have accepted the fact that he is not staying. Um, either that's either that's just their intuition, or they've like talked to him about it. Um, because it, the rumor rumors are circulating now. Even Pierre LeBron, uh, you know, the the all name in in hockey insiders, mm-hmm. he's even saying that you know New, New Jersey is aggressively shopping him right now. And uh, I think I think they've embraced the rebuild. Um, tried to they, they've given up on the idea of trying to convince him that it's not and uh maybe finally embracing it yeah i mean they're actively shopping two of their big contracts right now yeah taylor hall and i it's i mean it's kind of more speculation than anything else but they're definitely looking like they're they're definitely looking for places that pk suban can land um and that's that's just the definition of this didn't work Right, um, you know, I and and it's sad because Taylor Hall just hasn't had a good like he hasn't had a good fucking run. He hasn't been on team like when he was in Edmonton, they just couldn't click. I don't know if it was the coaches. They just they didn't really have any depth, um, you know. And so he got moved. And uh, I I really actually don't think and uh, actually one of the Reddits that I follow said that he has a very punchable face. Um, okay. but I don't, I actually don't, I don't think that's what it is. I think about, I think that way about Jamie Ben, but Jamie Ben does have a punchable face. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, I think, I think Taylor Hall has just been moved to these teams where it's like, we want him to base. And, and, and the reason that the devils made it to the playoffs is because he just fucking throws him on his back and has the kind of season that if he was on a different team would, you know, be the talk of the fucking town. And yeah. it's just, you know, it's, it's sad. And so like for, for ta- not only Taylor Hall, but, and, and the thing is, is Taylor Hall basically has came out and said, I, I will stay in New Jersey. You know, it's just that I, I just don't know if the devils, I think the devils are in full, like, you know, we're going to have a team in maybe three years, you know, we might as well get some fucking picks. Well, and Hall's, you know, Hall's, how old is Hall right now? I, I don't even think he's 30, though. He might be late 20s. Wait, let me ask uh, Google. How old is Taylor Hall? Oh, he's not going to talk to me? Okay, he's 28 years old. 28? Okay, so, yeah, I mean, he'd be 30, 31 uh, by the time the Devils are in co- competitive range. That's, you know, being optimistic. Um, I You know, maybe they think that they just... They need a new face for the franchise. By the time he's 31, he's more of a support player and less of a leader. Um, you know, whatever case. And, and I mean, right now it is, I will give it, I will give, so I'll give credit to New Jersey management on two fronts for this. One, I'll give them credit for the initial shooting their load. You know, they did, I think they did everything they could, not everything, but they did, they, they made a reasonable effort to try to keep their star. And then when, uh, after that, they basically realized that, okay, that's not happening. So now they're being smart about it and selling while his value is high. 
They're not right. going to sit on him for two years when he turns 31 and he's more of a leader in the locker room instead of on the ice. Right now, he's still got jam. Like, you put you put him on a contender or even just, like, a middle-of-the-pack team, that team immediately gets better, like, exponentially. Right. right. So, um, I, I mean, I don't think he gets moved until the trade deadline, but I think New Jersey is pretty adamant that they want to get rid of him. So, uh, for better or for worse. Yeah, I mean, it's and it's it's so sad. But, I mean, yeah, look, here's the thing with New Jersey and, like, if we have a single New Jersey fan that listens to the podcast, they will agree wholeheartedly. This team got fucked. Yep. Parise and Kovalchuk in the exact same fucking year left. Like this, this team was ready to add a couple pieces and, you know, really start to, to kind of, you know, come out of their shell and, and, and win some, you know, get into the playoffs and win some games. And both of them, Parise was like, I'm out. And Kovalchuk was like, I like Russia, and yeah. it just fucking left them dead in the water. And they've really, you know, comparatively some other teams. I mean, I know Buffalo's made some moves before, um, but you know they've they've really pushed and really made some moves to to kind of try to get back into the playoffs. Um, but I think so. I think this like what they're doing now, where they're trying to shop some guys like Hall and Subban. Um, is the right move. They just, you know, they have a guy like Jack Hughes who, you know, right in like this year isn't having a great year um, it, it, for for rookie standards recently. But you know, he's he's gonna be the guy. And you know, it's just they they the Devils need to kind of just re- hit the reset button. Um, and and I think this is you know those are two guys. I know they tried to make a push with some of their signings. Simmons and and PK Subban but you know you just at some point you got to accept it uh Red Wings fans Mr. Watson can attest you just gotta suck it up for a couple years and restock and uh hope for the best and I think I think that's the direction they're going and I you know as much as New Jersey fans probably hate it that's that's the right move you just that's what you gotta do build a dynasty man Yep, I mean that's basically because there's a lot of talent right there. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of different uh, ways that they could basically climb out of this hole that they're in. I mean it's not it's not all bleak in New Jersey. I know things are kind of you know the, the attitude is bad, but overall I think um, I, things are things could look up there. Um, it's 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 definitely not a team. I mean you've mentioned my Red Wings. I'll actually bring up here in a second. Um, uh, it's not a team that is like in despair you know there's there's a lot of positive things to take from this and uh it's i mean it's is it is it going to get worse before it gets better yeah but i think there's a little more hope in new jersey and say than say you know detroit um speaking of detroit i wanted to bring up uh wait before they get too old um we had a couple trades detroit was involved in one of them uh involved actually with your with your coyotes um the uh they they brought over they sent you guys uh Christ, I can't even remember his name. Uh, what was his name? What was the what was the defenseman's name that uh, Detroit sent you, sent the Yotes? Oh God, I don't I don't know. Sol- Solyarvi or something like that. Uh, yeah, yes, something along those lines. It was it was a it was a prospect defenseman. Uh, we picked up uh, what is his name? Jeff Comrie. Yeah, and Jeff he's Comrie. well, he's been backing up a little bit recently, right? 
Yeah, well, so he actually had his first full start tonight. Um, it it wasn't his fault that we lost to <laughs> Winnipeg 5-1. Um, that, that outcome was going to happen regardless if he was in the goal or not. He got literally no assistance from anyone. Um, in fact, I, I mean, it's... It, it's at this point that it's no longer like hidden like it's obvious that jeff blashill is putting up the worst line combinations he possibly can um so i i mean that's i think that's the only thing that like absolves him at this point but uh comrade i mean he played he played well um he's just gonna he's gonna see a lot of fucking rubber with the red wings this year especially if jimmy howard continues to be hurt which we talked about this we knew that this it, it's never yeah. a question of if it's a question of when jimmy howard gets hurt yeah so he's down right now. Right now it's Bernier and Comrie in the in the goal because they don't want Calvin Pickard up there. Uh, they're going to keep him in the AHL. So uh, I mean that's things things are just bleak in Detroit, and uh, they're going to get they're going to get bleaker. Uh, um, thing that we wanted to bring, I, I guess, while we're on the subject of Detroit, real quick, um, they are currently with I think this loss tonight. They're on a twelve game or thirteen game losing streak still. That was that was only after coming. They had two win, two or three wins in a row, and then before that was a ten game losing streak. So, uh, uh, the 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 dead wings are definitely uh, a thing and alive, uh, dead right now, and uh, it's it's just only going to get worse. I feel I, I mean I feel genuinely bad for the the few stars that are on that team right now, having to literally carry around Franz Nielsen and uh, Danny ah. DeKaiser and uh christopher n justin Abelcater. i mean all i mean those are just the offensive guys i don't even want to bring up the defense the only the only defenseman that we have right now is heronic yeah and he and he literally hates his life every morning that he wakes up <laughs> he's like can i just give you the five million dollars that you're paying me back he's like dude um i'll buy my hotel and the food that you're providing me if i don't have to play tonight right no not only not only does he not only does it just like it it in general be bad you know who they stuck him with today who just came off of ir daily yeah was it daily it was it was trevor daily trevor daily just came off of ir and they stuck heronic on the second defensive pairing with him jesus what'd they do on the first chalowski and who fucking probably erickson if i remember correctly sake dude yeah it's it's just getting out of hand oh it's it it is truly tank level stuff like blashill is there probably because he is he has promised eiserman that he will (laughs) do everything possible to make this team like just when like when maybe larkin gets some chemistry going with bertuzzi bertuzzi's gonna get thrown to the fourth line are you drafting what do you mean am I drafting? I don't know. I keep hearing the like ESPN sound of like this player was stolen from your QU. No, I think that's uh I think that's just in your head. Mm. Yeah, I definitely <laughs> I haven't been sleeping well. No, I haven't either. Um, um Yeah, I, uh, Red Wings Red Wings are sad. It's and it's funny because like uh because it, it, you know, this is kind of for everybody out there listening too. Uh, because we share the the Twitter account, right? Um, yeah. You know, we, we kind of have our beat reporters that we, uh, you know, watch their tweets a little bit more and things like that for, like, the Ducks and the Red Wings. And um, it's funny it's funny seeing the Red Wings beat reporters for this team right now because they're very, like, 
they are very knowledgeable because they are just so focused on this team. And so, like, when it comes to the Red Wings, they're very knowledgeable and they are fucking pissed. Oh, yeah. Oh, and it's fucking hilarious. These guys are fucking lighting it up. They're like, oh, yeah, no, go ahead. Uh, You know, Zadina doesn't need any fucking time in the big leagues. Send him down to the AHL. Yeah, that makes fucking sense. Oh, yeah, bring him up. Play him on the fourth line. That's a fucking great move. Like, yeah, just yeah, you're gonna you're gonna to you're gonna keep our first your first overall pick from two years ago, who we've been developing in the <laughs> AHL for a year. But when you finally decide to bring him up to the league, let's stick him on the third line with Franz Nielsen and Christopher N. When you have a spot on the first line open, like they just they fucking light him up. And yeah, it's Anthony awesome, Mantha dude. is hurt. Right, you know who they're putting on the first line right now with Larkin and Bertuzzi? Oh, wait. Hold on. Hold on. Let me think of it. Let me think of it. Oh, no, I don't remember. I did see it, but I don't remember. Darren Helm. Oh, that is fucking gross, dude. <laughs> that is fucking gross. Oh. Jesus Christ. They're putting Darren Helm on the first line over Zadina. Like, I mean, this at guy's least the... put him on the second. Get... Because... Fucking double A. Oh, he doesn't know second. how to play defense. Apparently, no. So at so least he get got some fucking goals to even that. So sucker he got out. second line minutes tonight, but only because double A was hurt. So he was skating on a second line with Danny DeKaiser and uh, Vateri Filpola. Yeah, but why isn't he doing anything? Let's send him back down to the AHL so he can learn some things. Because when it gets comes to the NHL level, he's not doing much. Ugh. Yeah, he's not doing anything because he's fucking skating with plugs. Jesus Christ, dude. He's he's a skilled hockey player. He's not Connor McDavid. He can't drive every line that he's on. He he's a very he's a very good compliment complimentary player. And they're putting him with guys where they're like, go be Crosby. Yeah. Okay. Please. Yeah, we need you to draw we need to make we need you to make Christopher N and uh Franz Nielsen, good. <laughs> yeah, I got you. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I can't wait to get them. No goals in ten games. Like even Connor McDavid's like, yeah, there are some things I can't even do. <laughs> yeah, actually, the last interview they did with Connor McDavid, they asked him about that. Oh, really? And, yeah, and they said, uh, you know, who are the two players that you really think <laughs> you wouldn't be able to do fucking anything with? And he said Danny DeKaiser, who is a fucking defenseman, <laughs> and Valtteri Filpula, who hasn't been relevant in fucking ten years. Oh. Hey, he was a solid fourth line setter on the Islanders last yeah, year. Yeah, no, he was he was uh, a really good family man. So good for uh, him. Yeah, so is Jonathan Erickson. But... Yeah, Jonathan Erickson has a child, and so we should give him all the opportunities that none of us got. <laughs> He's got a kid that it gets real sad when people say mean things about his dad. So <sighs> now now we should give him top-line minutes and put him on the first PP. Um, do kids know how to call hotlines? Oh, fuck. Okay. Uh, to Jonathan Erickson's daughter, <laughs> that's 1-800-PUCK-SLUTS. <laughs> that's sluts. Uh, no S on the end. Well, it doesn't really matter. You can put whatever you want on the end because by the time you get to the T, it's already called Akeel... Gretzky McDavid. Just, just just report uh your grievances and uh we will we will all be fired. 
my dad is a terrible hockey player, but they won't play him on the top defensive unit. <laughs> Excuse me, kid. Your dad is absolute garbage. <laughs> Can we send Jonathan Erickson down again? And then bring him up a day later. Oh, oh that sounds pretty good. Yeah, we need to we need to shuffle lines a bit for cap space. <laughs> it's just oh, let's just, cap space Erickson. Let's just I I at this point at this point it's just it's it's a visibly frustrated Tyler Bertuzzi and Dylan Larkin skating with. Robbie Fabry, who has hope for probably like another five games, and then he'll get just as depressed. Right. Like it's it's already wearing on him. Like he's about to become our leading scorer because Anthony Mantha's hurt. He's that intern that like is all excited to join the company, and then is just <laughs> like he's there a little too long. And like he's realized that the, that the hope terrible. died in the office a long time ago. <laughs> And there's just like he he wants to be like that over energetic PR guy. Come on, guys, we can do we can do this. We can turn this around. And he goes in and he scores a couple goals. And then and then uh, uh, Darren Helm allows someone to walk next to him and they score back to back goals twenty seconds apart. <laughs> and then he's like, "Wow, everything that I do is pointless." Hey, Darren. Because... Thanks. <laughs> Every everything that I do in life, Darren Helm will ruin. <laughs> Hey, Darren, meet me in the break room later. I'm going to talk to you about something. Dar- Dar- <laughs> Darren makes Darren's invited to Fabry's wedding. Oh. As long as we both shall live. I do, I do. And Helm's like, I don't! It's like, dude, why do you have to ruin everything <laughs> in my life? This is bad for both of you. <laughs> give, give the rings back. We've been childhood sweethearts since like we were like five. I don't care. They're like Darren, go away. <laughs> God. Oh, oh. Jesus. Okay. Fucking Enough of the Red Wings. wings. Um, okay. One last trade we want to bring up. Uh, Vegas traded uh, a fifth round pick to Washington in exchange for what's his name? Samuelson. Chandler Stephenson. Stephenson. That's right. Chandler Stephenson. Stephenson. Uh, he. He scored a first. He scored a goal in his first game as a knight. Um, it was a little quiet after that, but now he's actually. I I guess I guess uh, Vegas. Co- I read some stuff. Vegas staff has been really big on this guy mm-hmm. for some time. Um, they felt that he was being underutilized, and because there's just so much depth on the Caps chart, um, he wasn't getting a fair shot, and could probably step up a little bit if he had more of a time. And he actually tonight he actually centered the line between. Uh, Pacioretty and Stone on the second. Hmm. Um, I don't. I don't think he actually got any points, but uh, um, I know Vegas is trying to reinvigorate that second line because Paul Stasny hasn't really uh, lived up to what he's supposed to be doing. So, yeah. Um, I mean, it, it, it seems like a low risk award. A fifth round pick is is nothing. Um, it seems like Washington wanted to clear up cap space so they didn't have to pay the guy anything. And uh, I mean, it can only it can only be a win for for vegas i mean worst case scenario he's a bust and you're you're out of fifth round pick like no one cares so that's fifth round pick i mean that's that's just one step above future considerations yeah i mean a fifth rounder is a third liner right tops at at best yeah that's i mean that's out of the fifth round like if you get a a 
third liner, you're feeling pretty good, right? Right. Um, that's exactly where Chandler Stephenson fits in. Watching, so I watched Vegas against uh, Rangers, who we'll get to that in a bit because I'm pretty pissed I didn't bet on that. I almost fucking did, and I got a small that crevice was, between that my was legs. one of those. I, I watched a little bit of that game. That was one of those games where it, it, the hockey gods were against Vegas. They did they did everything right and just could not could not get a goal in. I would I would agree. I think uh, Georgiev just fucking stonewalled him. That I mean, too. he you know they they Vegas wasn't getting all the bounces, but uh, any bounces that they did get, it was just the Georgiev show. I mean, it was a fucking he he put on an absolute production. To add on to that, that guy is definitely the goalie of the future in New York. I mean, uh, it's- I read today, and I actually went to go pick him up in in our league. Um, he has played the the last four out of five games. Oh yeah, and has he's only let in like I think it's like three or four goals or something ridiculous, and it's just like he is he's he's there. He's he he's not even the goalie of the future. He's uh, Lundqvist needs to be telling him what to do from the fucking bench. Like it's it's yeah. impressive. This kid is good. Um, but back to Chandler Stevenson. I mean. He's he's a good pickup for Vegas. I mean, giving up a fifth rounder, you you don't know what that fifth rounder could turn into. He could turn into a fucking ECHL player for all you know. And right. you know Chandler Stephenson could definitely play some third line minutes for you if you need to. Um, worst case scenario, you play some fourth line minutes and grinds it out with fucking Reeves, you know. And and th- I mean, it's just it's a good move for them. I, it's it really was watching him play um, in the game against. That's the reason that I brought this up. Uh, game against New York that I watched. He, he was the only player who, like, really impressed me. Uh, I mean, there was guys getting scoring chances to an extent, but, like, from a third, fourth-line role, because Stassny was still there at that point, um, from a third, fourth-line role, I mean, he was still getting scoring chances. He was busting his ass, and he really did look good. So, I mean, this is, this is a good move from Vegas. It just shores up their middle for, you know, maybe – Maybe not pass this year, but it definitely gives them some options. Um, it's a good trade. It's a good move. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I agree. I mean, it's low risk, so yep, can't be exactly. bad. Um, all right. Let's uh, – I suppose there's a few other things we talk about, but um, – oh, let's do – you want to talk about – we need to talk about the Dallas coach. Holy fuck. Yeah, I, I went and looked it up. I actually don't – I mean, this this to me is even more of a we weren't doing well, let's just find something. Unprofessional conduct. Unprofessional conduct that like – and, and they, they were just so – they won't reveal what it was. All they're saying is like – and they're denying everything. Like it has nothing to do with the press conference today. It has nothing to do with like, you know, the coach – the NHL coach's version of Me Too – uh, it, it's literally like, and it wasn't illegal. So what the fuck? Like, I, I mean, did he just get caught with a weird fetish or something? Did Jamie Ben find out that he goes down, he's goes downs on his wife and like that's grosses him out. Yeah. I mean, that's a no, no in Dallas. Everybody knows that if you munch right. box, you shouldn't be coaching a Dallas stars team. Um, <laughs> Uh, anyways, I, this is so clouded in bullshit. 
And I'm sure something will... As I said, it was determined it was a material act of unprofessionalism. I mean, what... Did he show Jamie Benn on video during the fucking video session for the team how to munch box? Yeah, I, I don't... Like, what is I this? Honestly, I, don't, I don't understand. I have no idea, and I don't, I don't think... I think they are doing their very best to... It it has to do with something that's going on because look, I I understand coaches have been fired for a lot less uh, for what their record is now, but they're not bad. Like yeah, they had a rough start, but they've been turning it around. They've been getting players that were injured back. Um, I mean, Dallas is by by no means a bad team right now. Yeah, you know, I like, mean, they, it's, they they came through. I mean, we we talked about it. We said you know Dallas, if any. If any of the two teams between San Jose and Dallas are going to come through it, we think Dallas is going to. Um, it, what blows my mind is reading through this article and seeing like what some of the players said. Like some of the players were like, "What? Like we right. found out at that practice that he was toast. Like none of us even assumed that it would happen. Um, right? Like what is he fucking the GM's wife? It's got yeah." Because it it has to check. I mean, you have to go down that list because they they said what it wasn't. Like it had nothing to do with the press conference. It had nothing to do with like the the larger coaches firing. There was no abuse on players, and there was nothing illegal. So like, what could it possibly be that doesn't check all of those boxes, or at least one of those boxes? Material act of unprofessionalism. Did he send the GMs? So maybe they didn't actually fuck, but he sent the GM's wife a dildo. Wait, a material... So, wait, is that compared to an immaterial act of unprofessionalism? Yes. So, so what would an immaterial act of unprofessionalism be? I mean, that could be verbal shit, right? I guess. But so, so that's what I'm saying, is a material act of unprofessionalism. He got a cast of his... Ween, yep, and sent it to both the GM's wife and the old decrepit wife of the president mm-hmm. of the Dallas Stars, and he said, "Merry Christmas." This is what you're missing out on, right? And then he has a press conference later. He's like, I, "It was a joke, man." Like, I honestly, it was paper mache. I don't understand where the issue is here. I got hard and put maple mache on my ween and threw a bow on it it sounds like christmas to me yeah at least that's what my wife says anyway that's that's right yeah so, uh yeah but, i mean you, know, that- you got you got klingberg klingberg came out and said we don't know what happened like i said we trust management they're making the right decision and we're moving on wow that's uh, the biggest fucking lie on the they, planet they I mean- management used Management used the 1-800-PUCK-SLUTS as a fucking excuse to get rid of this guy and didn't even give Jim the opportunity to call 1-800-PUCK-SLUTS. Christ's sake. I just, what I, a fucking it's, nightmare, dude. I mean, at this point, I mean, they're not, they're, they are, they're not releasing it because it's either embarrassing to them or I, I, I can't. I just can't imagine. Like it, it's got. They're not releasing it because it's embarrassing. Like if it was only embarrassing to him, they wouldn't do. They wouldn't. They would. They, they would. They wouldn't it. care. Well, they wouldn't care, or they would reveal it. 
They would, like they would, it, fire they would him. fuck him over. Like, okay, right, they let, would let's fire him and here. without a second thought say, yeah, he was caught, you know, diddling, uh, cheating on his wife or something. Wait, but, you were about to say diddling. What was going to follow that? Well, I, that's what I meant. Like cheating on his like diddling somebody else. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, that's that. I just uh, two separate thoughts, but the same thing. Uh-huh. Um, it, that's kind of. I mean, it can only be with with the with the parameters that they have given of what it is not. It can only be like certain things of like personal nature that are just like. I I don't understand. I just don't understand it. And if it was that kind of stuff. Like, then why fire him? I, I don't know. I don't know. Because because then, like, because you can't go into the realm of, like, well, he was doing, he was caught snorting coke off a hooker's ass. Like, that's illegal. You can't do that. So they already said it wasn't anything illegal. So, uh, fuck, I don't they know, man. They did? They said it was not, what? It, it was in the in the follow-up press conference, they said it was not illegal. Uh, hold on, let me bring it up. Dallas what stars. the fuck? What in the world could it be? Statement. That yeah, is read- that is the biggest piece of bull. That is so. That is so fucking Texas, dude. What in the fuck? What did he do? What he called the owner a fucking cow roping okay, unprofessional conduct. Jesus. Just not uh, not um, okay. Decision was made due to unprofessional conduct, inconsistent with the core values and beliefs of the Dallas Stars. Dallas Stars expect all employees to act with integrity and exhibit professional behavior while working for and representing our organization. Um, oh, yeah, it's all it's um. What a fucking opportunity! Crap That's a, a moment. We must still acknowledge shit. that. It's, okay, um, Neil said that they might be aware of material. Okay, Neil said that he was made aware of a material act of unprofessionalism by Montgomery and promptly met with the team's general counselor to determine a path forward. Um, uh, okay, uh, he declined to provide further details, citing a need to respect, quote, respect involved, uh, everyone involved, but clarified that the incident did not involve current and former players and won't prompt a criminal investigation. I don't even, I, I don't even, I don't even have a guess. So does, does not involve current or <laughs> former players... And Jesus. won't prompt criminal investigation. And Colonel Mustard in the library. In with the, the library with the lead pipe. Yeah, I, it's what the <laughs> fuck, dude? This yeah. is bullshit. They, it sounds this like it's is co- such an excuse. Yeah, I, I mean, what a fucking excuse. Okay, we joked I, about the other teams making fucking excuses. You made you. They just you made an excuse. He is sixty yeah. forty three and ten, and that's his record in in Dallas in two years. That's not. That's not bad. Like he's not. That's no, a winning is, record. Is it, I don't care yeah, who it's you a are. That's a winning is, is record. It, is it? You know, is is it Barry Trotz numbers? No. No. But it's 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 not fireable numbers by no. any means. No, it's not. What I mean, what, what was he in a fucking like board of directors meeting, and they brought up this image of like. I don't like of a like well, but it can't be a player. So they brought up an image of like a puppy or something, and Montgomery was like, "Yeah, I would shoot it in the fucking head." <laughs> like, like that's the only thing I can think of. What? And then the, the board director's like, it? you know, I run an animal shelter, and then he's <laughs> yeah. like, "Fuck your animal shelter." 
Fuck the animals. Montgomery hates animals, actually. Yeah. I wish I wish the Dallas Times would have just or DallasNews.com would have just come out with the story and said, Montgomery said, I will shoot your dog in the face. I hate animals. Because then at least we would know that he was truthful. Jesus. This is a shit show. This is becoming a shit show. Who's next? Who who's the next coach to get fired for um, Coach, well, it's going to be players next. I, I, it is not a question of if; it's a question of when. When someone gets on there stupid. and starts reporting players, think about all the fucking uh, rookie hazing shit and everything. Oh, uh, you know, oh, oh, the 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 senior guys, Crosby made me buy dinner for the entire team on the rookie dinner. You know what we made our rookies do when I was in high school? <sighs> yeah, what's that? I won't tell you the high schools because you know I don't want people calling the hotline and shit. Sure. Uh, old school jock strap. So it's just just a cup, just covering the nugs, and then like straight up, this thing is in your butt crack, right? Like old uh-huh. school fucking jock strap. You know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's a and, thong basically. Uh, you know, up in where I grew up, um, I've said it before, but I'll let people dig for it. We had outdoor rinks all the time, uh-huh. so what we would do is we would make our rookies strip down. Just just to that drop strap, and then they would have to skate from the goal line to the red line and slide on their bare ass as far as they could. And it doesn't sound that bad, but... Oh, oh it's bad. Oh, it's bad. And as soon as you get off the ice, you know, people are trying to smack that ass, and it hurts even worse when you get a nice senior fucking hand right on the butt cheek and... There's nothing you can do about it because so, your ass is tore up, dude. So you've already you're as soon as this drops, you're getting like nine calls. You know what? And I'll answer every single one of them. Perfect. And I'll say, "Fat old Canadians don't know hockey." <laughs> yeah, and that'll and that'll work until uh, Aleem gets on there and says you did it because you, they were black. And then and then hey, this is Aleem with the NHL. Uh, this is this hotline. is Aline Gretzky McDavid with uh, the NHL hotline. Yes. Hello, Aline. I do have some things to talk to you about, but what would you like to talk to me about? <laughs> when, when you're done, I, I, I like to share some of my thoughts with you. You thought this was the hotline. Here's what's funny. Yeah. This hey, is, this is actually going you. to be a two-way conversation. <laughs> let's, let's talk about your career numbers, shall we? <laughs> hey, Aline. It's not even a lean. It's a keem, I think, isn't it? A keem? Are we been calling him a lean this entire I don't time? Know. Let's continue to call him a lean. Okay. Uh, a lean Gretzky McDavid. Call from a lean Gretzky <laughs> McDavid. Decline. Wow, what's what's this guy want? <laughs> Decline. I uh, don't have any room on the Arizona Coyote fan club for you, buddy. Oh, I mean, I think the only team at this point that'll take him is the Red Wings. And not because we're sympathetic, but we're like, yeah, we're tanking, man. You want some ice time? We're giving it to you. You want to skate with Justin Applicator? Hey, you won't even be the worst guy on the line. You know, we here at in Detroit, <laughs> we're here with the not Detroit racist. Red Wings. 
The Detroit Red Wings are not racist. Let's put you with Larkin and Bertuzzi. And you know what? You play to your full potential, bub. We'd like we're gonna here at the Detroit Red Wings. We are not racist. That is why we're gonna put you on the first line with Trevor Daly, Andreas Anthonasinu, and yourself. <laughs> the players, like, the player in his fucking interview, they tell him that, and he's like, "Guys, um, I am completely European. I just tan." really well sounds like it's uh and the, the line starts working out jeff blashell is very proud of uh, proud of his black power line <laughs> <laughs> Jesus and then and then aleem uh, and oh but but since aleem's getting first first line minutes he's like yeah well we're we're a pretty strong black power line yeah yeah i mean you know ever since i got on this line i've only had eight penalty minutes a game this is a new low for me, and I really owe it to the NHL because they got rid of that racist coach that told me I was never going to amount to anything other than a even, goon. He didn't even say that. He just told him to turn his music off. God damn it. Well, I fucking, I, I'm walking down the street and I hear a boombox and fucking turn it off. So, yeah. That's, yeah. Okay. You know. Um. Yeah. Wow. All right. Um, let's move on. Let's move on to uh, our final stuff: picks and fantasy. Oh. Okay. What do you huh. want to go through first? Let's go through picks. Uh, okay. Bringing them up now. Uh, my record. Uh, I have. I have. It's been two weeks since our last episode. I lost track of who I picked. Uh, I. I'll just give you a streak uh, update. Uh, it has not been good. Um, I've, I, I am, oh, I am still up overall, but, uh, I, I was, I was up a lot and now I'm up a little bit. So, um, starting to come back. I did have, as of this recording, I won an under bet on the Blackhawks Golden Knights game. Uh, the line was six and a half and nice. I won that. That was, ooh, it's close. It's real close. I was sweating it. Um, but, uh, it was a good win nonetheless. Um, coming up tomorrow, uh, this is, uh, for December 12th, I believe there's only three games this, uh, on Wednesday, uh, we've got Bruins Capitals, Flyers Avalanche, and Senators Canadians, um, looking at these, uh, well, uh, Wells and I were talking about this even before the podcast started, uh, we don't really like any of this, like, if you want to make a bet on any of these, I think my most solid bet would probably be... Uh, an over bet on the Flyers Avalanche game um, or an under bet on the Bruins Capitals. But not I, I wouldn't pick either one of these teams to win it. Um, Flyers can definitely pull a win out of their ass even though the Avs are, you know, playing better. Uh, and the Bruins Caps, that's, I mean, that's a coin toss in my opinion. Um so it's it's definitely I think the Caps are have slightly better odds, but um, yeah, that one's that one's tough. And as for Senators Canadians, I wouldn't touch that game at all because literally any outcome is possible in that game. Um, I think it's an it, over. I think depending on the line, I think the over on that game. Um, Carrie Carrie Price been a little bit better, but they did play tonight and Price played, so I think it's going to be a Kincaid versus. Uh, 
draft whoever the fuck senators even okay have so yeah that i mean senators canadians maybe that's an over right there um i just say anything could happen in this because while while these two offenses while these two teams have not the greatest defenses and you know so so goaltending yeah uh the offenses sometimes don't show up at all true uh when the senators do you know the game ends like five seven but um other nights you know they could lose four nothing so um but yes i would i would agree with you that the over would probably if i had to take a bet in that game i would take the over but i would not bet straight up on any of these teams um god i senator senators pull out crazy wins sometimes uh canadians are not good at the moment the bruins and the caps i like i said it's a coin toss and while the avalanche are heavy favorites against the flyers uh flyers are i mean they're not bad like they could pull out that win the only thing I don't like about the Flyers in this game, so the only reason that I would probably go straight up on the Avalanche in this, uh, mm-hmm. Konechny is out. Oh, and he okay. has he has carried that offense. He got he leads the team in goals, assists, points. I mean, he is he is the offense right now for them. Sure. So that's probably so maybe, and, and Colorado has their big big three back. So maybe take a puck line bet on the Avalanche because the money yeah. line right now is is pretty the juice on it's not great. Um, yeah. It's it's like minus. It was either one forty five or one sixty five. So Avs are heavy favorites. So if you're looking to make any money on it, maybe bet the puck line. Um, so, but yeah, uh, let's. I, th- I there are a few better games uh, on um, Thursday. On there there are a few better games on Thursday. Uh, lots of games going on that day. Uh, the Jets and the Red Wings are playing once again. I would take a puck line bet on the Jets, uh, or an over bet. Either one, either one, uh, will is is a pretty safe bet at this point. Um, Islanders Panthers, uh, I I definitely like this uh, for the Islanders. And what's another good one that I like? Ooh, uh, Blackhawks Coyotes. So as um, in contradiction to what they were last year. Blackhawks are really struggling to score goals. Uh, mm-hmm. Last year, the only thing they basically could do right was score goals. Um, this year, they are really struggling to do that. Um, so if they get Leonard in and he can put a lights-out performance in, uh, the Hawks are losing close games. Tonight was an exception. I think Crawford was in tonight. So yeah, he was. That's why. So um, Laner should start this game. Uh, the Yotes are the Yotes are playing good, but they've never been. You know, they're they're a more well-rounded team in my opinion um than uh than a heavy offense or they're just not known for racking up the point uh, lots of goals mm-hmm. it, they, they've done it but it, they're not known for it um i would say that this is an under bet depending on the line um a lot of bookies still tend to think that the blackhawks have the potential to put up five goals in a game and they just they haven't done it this year um you know uh the the, the stars of the blackhawks just aren't what they used to be and um yeah, I would I would say that that's a, a good underbet there. Um, there. There's a bunch of other ones on here that I would go through. I mean, we could go through all of them, but uh, those are the ones that are really popping out to me at the moment. Yep, I like those. Perfect, perfect. Um, let's see here. Last but not least, we'll go to Friday. Um, Golden Knights versus Stars, Devils Avalanche. Um, I am slamming the under on the Golden Knights-Stars game. Uh, Stars have been universally known as a low-scoring team. Uh, they cover the over more often, or the under more often than not. 
Um, I think they're one of the more solidly defensive teams in the league. Low scoring. It's their uh, goalies. Their goalies. But yeah, the goalies are solid. The defense is, you know, while they're not putting up the points like they usually do, they are doing okay on their back end. Um, and the Golden Knights are right now kind of in a lull uh, with their scoring. Tonight was a rare exception with the Hawks. Um, I think that was just because the Hawks are wishy-washy at the moment. But uh, the Golden Knights have been struggling with uh, with scoring lately. The second line hasn't been doing it as well, and uh, they've been shuffling their lines a bit. So I would I would take the under on this, especially because I think Flurry might be back in and mm-hmm. be putting up a solid performance. So um, other than that, Devils Avalanche. Uh, this has the makings for an overbet, depending on the line. Uh, Avalanche are going to be heavy favorites in this game. If the puck line is good, I would take that. Um, but I, I wouldn't bet money line on this. The Devils are not going to win this game. And any any line for the Avalanche on the money line is going to be bad, like because they're going to be heavy favorites. Mm-hmm. So, But I, 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 would, I would say that a lot of goals are going to be scored in that game. So I would, I would look at an over. And since it since it's a two nighter, uh, since it's a two game night, I uh, I would even possibly consider a parlay, um, maybe maybe under in the night stars and over in the other one, and parlay that. Um, if I had to pick them straight up, that'd be tough because the the Golden Knight Stars game to me is is close. Yeah. I, I so and I, I've I've kind of avoided the um, over under bets recently, but this is this is definitely one that I would probably parlay them. I'm right. I'm completely with you. I think under for the Golden Knights and Stars. I think that's going to be a closer game, especially if Flurry's in. Um, and the Avalanche can score six and a half themselves. Yep. You know, and and uh, Devils. You know, Blackwood is is okay, but he's going to let in that many and. You know, Devils will kind of try to make a game of it because uh, Frank Coos is is struggling a little bit as the starter, right? So, yep. um, yeah, I think I think that's probably the route that I would go on Friday, especially. Is does that parlay? I mean, I've had some good luck on parlays anyway, so uh, maybe I'll try my luck again. There you go. See what there happens. All right, let's jump over to fantasy real quick. Cool. Um, Guy on my radar right now uh, that is hot. I'll ju- uh, I'll give you one hot and one cold. Okay. Uh, right now that's hot. Somebody that might want to keep a. This one's more of just keep an eye on at the moment because things might be turning around. Uh, uh, Mats Zuccarello. Um, he's been very quiet all year, but I think this is the time of the year where Minnesota starts to make people think that or that, to give them false hope into thinking that they're good. Um, they might string some together some wins and Mats for all intents and purposes getting. I mean. It's the Minnesota Wild, but he's getting first line minutes and first power play minutes. Uh, so I'd take a flyer on him. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that he's going to be an instrument of your lineup, but uh, definitely worth definitely worth a look. And uh, as for guys to drop, um, or guys that are just cooling off at the moment, um, who's a good one? I mean, you could say Chicago players. Dylan Strom is not doing so hot at the moment. Um, uh, he's 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 very hot and cold. Um, a guy that I just dropped was Jared McCann uh, from uh, the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. Um, he was doing just fine, and I, 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 he was just overachieving because there was a lot of injuries, and he was getting you know first line minutes. Uh, now I think that he's going to be tapered off on that. So, yep. What do you got? Uh, let me. I'll, I'll talk a little bit of. I'm going to talk a little bit of hot. And the only reason I want to talk a little bit of hot is because. 
I made some moves last week that did really well for me from a fantasy standpoint. Uh, we yes, went neck did. and neck for six of the seven days, um, and we had a nice battle. We had a back and forth for pretty much the whole week. I, I mean, yeah, and we really had we had a great d- matchup. Oh, um, it was great. It was good. You know, that's just that's exactly what you're looking for from fantasy. Like, you know, even even as the team, like even if you were to take that loss that week, right? I mean, you're looking at that and going, okay, I put in 110%. I even picked up some guys because, you know, I had some guys that were struggling a little bit and I needed to make some moves, right? So, I mean, you can you can really look back. Even if you lost, you can look back on something like that and be like, ah, oh, man, you know, that was, that was a great matchup. Um there's just there's some guys that I think are hot right now that are pretty undervalued, um, and and two of them have really really come alive. Um, I don't know how Denault, Denault did tonight, uh, but um, three three forwards that I've really liked. Um, so I was able to move Schmaltz, and then uh, I don't remember the other person that I got rid of, but I uh, so I the the two so three that I picked up um, I did pick up uh, Denault from. Uh, Montreal, so he's the top line center over there. He's not shooting the puck enough as long as much as I'd like him to. His his assists are really what you're looking for. You're looking for more consistency with that, and uh, you know. But I think he's definitely worth a pickup in in a lot of deeper leagues. I mean, we're sitting in a 12 team league, and uh, I picked him up last week. And you know, if I didn't have the the next two guys on my team right now, he'd probably still be on my team. Um, but you know, the, another guy that I think, you know, we, we kind of have seen a great come out actually the next, uh, so both these two guys, they've really come out of their shell this year. They've found those teams and they found those positions on their teams, Alex Kalorn on Tampa. Um, so he, he's really starting to turn it on. He's got a nice, nice role with them. Um, it doesn't matter what line he's playing on. He's playing with point or he's either playing with Stamkos and Kucherov. It just, it really doesn't matter where he's at. He's, he's producing at on both of those top two lines and is playing on playing a lot of minutes on the power play. So he's definitely someone to look at. Um, Anthony Duclair, I've talked about him before. I'll say it again. Uh, the guy's hot. It doesn't, it doesn't matter what kind of league you're in. Um, I have a very deep, 14 team league that I'm in and I have a you know eight team league that I'm in and he is he is still being owned because he is absolutely fucking fire right now uh someone to kind of keep an eye on especially with guys like Konechny Mantha uh you know I I, I know Nugent Hopkins is just is back guys like that though where you know you, you probably need someone to fill right in um what I did want to talk about I want to talk a little bit about goalies and I'm going a little bit over on my fantasy time here um Go for it. Tristan Jari needs to be owned. I did. I I personally picked him up. Uh, he had two shutouts in a row against two pretty damn good teams. Uh, he's pretty much taken over that job as much as Matt Mary and they did lose tonight. Um, but he he's kind of he's kind of the guy right now. But he did beat St. Louis and Arizona. Lost to Montreal tonight. But uh, that's someone to definitely either keep an eye on or at least Adam. Uh, if you you know if you carry four and keep some deep goalies and things like that um it's definitely someone to keep an eye on uh frank coos you know you want to see him do a little better than he's done but he has that job and then like we talked about earlier um you know if if gorgiev is not owned in your league he's someone that really needs to be picked up uh i uh, he's of those three he's probably the one that's just no questions asked pick him up so um yeah a lot of fire a lot of fire on that one 
Yeah, uh, I mean, good picks too. Absolutely. I mean, your 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 team's on a heater, and uh, my team is very inconsistent. So I gotta maybe maybe I should listen to some of your picks this week. Well, my team shit the pool last week, so I kind of had to put in a little bit extra work this week. So that's the only reason I have some fantasy insight is that's my so team awesome. shit last well, week. Well, as long as I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna have to kick my team in the ass, but not literally, or I'm gonna I'm gonna get complaint calls. So don't kick your teams. No, don't kick them. Nope. Don't kick them. Don't touch them. Don't yell at them. Might hurt their feelings. Yep. No. Might, yeah. I, I mean, might be getting a call from Aline Gretzky McDavid. Yeah. I mean, you know, these guys are sensitive. Uh, they know that you're playing fantasy hockey and that they're on your team. And the second that you drop them, there's a very good chance that you could get a call from Gary Bettman. So, um, you know, don't be mean to your players. Sounds about right. Okay. Um, let's close this out here. Uh, remind everybody, if you're going to play some action, some gambling action, uh, listen to some of the bets that we just made. Uh, or or if you want to take a flyer, maybe you want to fade us and bet against us. Uh, whichever what do you want to do, uh, make sure to do it with betcommish.ag. Uh, he offers 20% free play on deposits with zero rollover because rollover is a scam. Text 951-878-9411 or hit him up on Twitter at betcommish. Nice. Nice read. Perfect. Not bad. Not bad. I've been I've been doing it for the other podcast. Yeah, I mean, what do you what do you I mean, do you practice it at home? No, no, it's just nothing. It's just all it's all. Well, I mean, I, I get enough practice it with with the other with the uh, other job. So, OK, wow, you're getting good, man. Not too bad. Not yeah. too bad. All, all right. right. This has been us. Uh, thanks for listening in. Please subscribe to us on uh, whatever method of way you're listening to us. Uh, we are very active on Twitter now. Uh, trying really hard with the Facebook, not on Instagram at all, uh, unless Wells gets the wild urge to send something on that. Maybe nah. a pick that's removed immediately. Um, you know, whatever. Uh, but other than that, uh, you know, please follow us. We appreciate every listener that we've got. Uh, we, we've got a core, we got a nice core audience that listens to us, uh, basically consistent numbers that we're listening to, but we'd like to spread the word. Uh, we know a lot of people out there would love to hear, hear us. And uh, you guys give you guys something to talk about. So um, spread the word, like us, share us, subscribe to us, um, or or at least bare minimum. I mean, if you hate us, don't you know? Shut up. <laughs> shut the fuck up. Yeah. Uh, if there's anything that we want to say to anybody that's listened this long into the podcast, it's shut your fucking mouth <laughs> because we don't want to <laughs> hear it. We don't. We don't want to hear it. Uh, I certainly don't want to hear about it from the NHL. Correct. Um, yeah. Uh, so that's uh, that's that's all I got. You got anything else? Yeah. I'm sorry for what I just said. Don't uh, take that <laughs> to your job tomorrow. Oh fuck! All right, we're out of here. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>